Better call Saul. Better call him. Yes. Uh, full spoilers for it. And yeah, Breaking if you Bad, haven't, I if presume. you haven't watched Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, one, what the fuck is wrong with you? True. Shut this uh, off and go watch them. And mm-hmm. two, if you haven't, like, it's okay. I'm not mad at you, but you should go watch those shows because they are probably the best television you'll ever see. Yep. Um, and I think part of that ties into the fact that both uh, Brian Cranston main character of Breaking Bad and uh, uh, Bob, Bob Odenkirk, Odenkirk main character of Better Call Saul are both comedic actors comedians of sorts and I f- fully believe that comedians are the best actors you will not find better actors in anything that are not like you, like they, they're all comedians like the comedians are the best actors that exist because of their chameleon-esque ability to just change their facial expressions and demeanor and everything, their physical body language that they have, like mannerisms, all of it. Well, uh, and I, I think, like, well, one of the things that they always, you always hear is that, like, comedy is just harder to do, right? And, and like, that's that's one of the common refrains when like people are surprised at how good a comedic actor can be in a dramatic role but then um i also feel like if you're seen as like a funny guy there's sometimes you can have that chip on your shoulder that pushes you to do to go further and to go harder it's certainly something that i think you can see definitely in in uh in odenkirk i think cranston more naturally just kind of arrived at it um he's always been a comedic like bit character though i mean even as far back as like seinfeld which probably isn't even his earliest stuff for sure no i mean you know what's funny i also i recently found out i think from a reddit post i think he did a bunch of like dub work for anime too there's people posting like old cranston and he uh who was he in uh fucking power rangers Oh, he was, um, uh, shit. did he play Zordon in one of the Power Ranger, like Power Ranger things? He played Zordon in the, the newer movie, but he yeah. was in the TV show. Like he was in the original TV show. Uh, he played a character that was called, he played Billy, the blue Ranger. He, no, no. <laughs> He he did the voice of Snizzard and Twin Man in the first season of He was uh, the chemistry ke- teacher at the school that the kids <laughs> went to. Yes, uh at uh, Angel what the fuck was it called? Angel something high. I don't know. Uh but no, the, yeah, this is insane. The Power Rangers fandom wiki notes here uh that prior to being cast in Malcolm in the Middle uh no it doesn't in addition to power rangers cranston's voice acting work has included the anime's royal space force the wings of hanamice street fighter 2 the animated movie macross plus and armitage 3 polymatrix as well as clerks the animated series like he's done oh, crazy he he's was been all over he, he was a workman like he was doing his job and he and he and he broke like really big especially with malcolm in the middle i think but um man clerks anyway. the animated series is 
a gem and it's it was ended far too soon. I think only two episodes aired and there were only six made. I have never seen any of it. It's so much better than the movies, honestly. <laughs> I do. I want to say, um, cause you were mentioning about comedy being hard. I have this book called the humor code, a global search for what makes things funny. And I never finished it because like video games, I get a few chapters <laughs> in and then like something else comes along and steals my attention uh, I do plan on going back and reading this book and finishing it, but I remember it being very mm-hmm. interesting because the author has never done stand-up, but goes out and does some stand-up stuff and, like, writes about it and, like, tries to just figure out, like, why are things funny? Like, what makes humor funny? Um, we're, like, on a completely weird tangent <laughs> in general. But anyways, going back to Better Welcome Call Welcome back to Side Quests. Anyway. Um, man, what a beautiful show. Like, it was, like... We, I know we all thought, and I think the majority of society that has watched Breaking Bad felt that Breaking Bad was, like, one of the slowest burn television shows. Uh, at least that first season it was, was a little bit rough. Um, mm-hmm. Better Call Saul was an even slower burn, but the payout, like, the payoff was so good. Um yeah. I think for me, Breaking Bad was so very good that the idea they were going to make a show about Saul Goodman was asinine to me. I was like, (laughs) why? Like, I don't care about Saul. Breaking Bad was great. Like, it's an uphill battle for me to care about Saul Goodman at all. I think that's one of the best parts about it. Well, and, you know, it's the Breaking Bad guys who are so great about writing themselves into a corner by the end of a season and then finding, like, the most ingenious way out of it uh, when they pick back up. And and so I should have known, but, uh, you know, I didn't want Better Call Saul at all. And I, and I think that's why it's such a slow burn is because you're kind of like, what is this? What, how good could this possibly be about Saul Goodman, the sleaze bag that's in Breaking Bad? Um, but I real feel, I really feel like not only do they do some incredible things with all the characters along the way, but, um, I think, I think better call. So the ending of better call Saul is better than breaking bad and is, is a more complete ending to the whole like two series mm-hmm. overall. And I think it's incredible that they've pulled that off with this weird show about side characters. Yeah, it, it definitely was interesting too, especially in the latter half of the last season, how it became so much it, more than just a prequel. It was also a sequel. Mm-hmm. at the yeah. same time and uh it was pretty awesome um yeah maybe spoilers for el camino as well if nobody has seen it have you seen it brian yeah okay. i have not watched it but you can spoil it it's okay um, no I, I don't i guess i don't necessarily want to say anything then but i think um I want to finish my Breaking Bad rewatch before I watch El Camino. I'm going to El Camino, okay. but I that do feel because I, I did say in in our in our Discord in our television Discord for the network. If you are a patron and listening to this, thank you for joining us there. If you're not a patron, please join us there. Uh, but I did mention that uh, 
I picked up Breaking Bad where I had last left off in my rewatch, which I started the rewatch, I think, after season three of Better Call Saul. And then, like, I've intermittently jumped back in and out of it here and there. But when I picked it back up again this time, it literally picked up exactly where... Where Saul joined. Saul joined <laughs> up. Like, like where it's Saul... That's funny. Not just... Like, there's there's the scene in Breaking Bad... Well, there's the scene... We'll, so we'll say it's the scene in Better Call Saul where they show him in the camper in the desert with uh jesse and walt and he's being like they, they took him out to the hole in the desert and they're like here's your grave climb in it you know like that sort of mm-hmm. thing uh and i literally picked up that episode where they're driving him in the camper out to the desert and kicking him out of the van and making him like go stand in front of the hole and then he becomes he's like give me a dollar give me a dollar and then i'm and then i'm on your payroll and i'm you know we have lawyer and client privilege blah 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 so uh if you are planning a rewatch you could do some Star Wars uh flipperoo shit with this where you watch everything up through season uh season 2 episode 7 of Breaking Bad then watch all of Better Call Saul probably and then come back to uh Breaking Bad and watch how it plays out Interesting. I don't know about all. I you would could, okay, you could watch. You could watch up of, to. You could watch up yeah. to the first half of the last season of Better Call Saul, and then watch all of Breaking Bad, and then watch the last half of the of season five Better Call Saul, and then watch El Camino. Well, and I yeah, I mean, I I, I don't even necessarily need to get to the point that I was going to get to bringing up El Camino, but I think the the other thing that I'll say. The specter of like Jesse and Walt that hung over Breaking Bad for, or not Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul for me was kind of like, there was always this promise that Better Call Saul would catch up to Breaking Bad, I think, uh, in some way. And I think everyone knew that it was going to happen, writers included. But I'm really appreciative that the role that Jesse and Walt play in the show is very understated it is mostly it is mostly connective tissue Mm -hmm. but the really even just the moment between the the flashbacks that are in the very finale of better call saul where saul is talking with mike and walt and his brother chuck uh like that Cranston performance alone is great and a point that John kind of brought up like it reminds you how much of a dick Walt really was and the fact that like Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould could kind of use that reappearance of Walt to remind people like hey that dude that you all like rooted for not only he's is he like a murderer and a criminal but he also just sucks as a human he's being. just a fucking asshole <laughs> yeah and, and, so, and not like, only that, but but like the interaction between Jesse and Kim, like just yep. brings more humanity out of Jesse. Like it's it's like not only is it like a connective tissue thing, but it's also the way it fleshes out those characters and rounds mm-hmm. them out, and just reminds you of like what what they are, who they are, and like it's like that interaction with Jesse and Kim just makes you think like. Oh yeah, like Jesse's just a dumb fucking kid, like who got wrapped up into he this, and he is like yeah. he is 
like way more innocent than you think and he's got this shithead fucking leader dude who's just breathing down his neck making him do things he ultimately doesn't want to do and it yeah just like those those moments just created they developed these characters in ways that like i didn't really see coming with their interaction in the show i didn't know what to expect i knew i knew they made an appearance because i followed the you know the twitter sphere and and everything on reddit well they came out and like announced it before the end of the final season which i thought was kind of disappointing but also by the time i watched it i was i i liked it i liked the fact that i knew that it was coming because in the end i think it drew more attention to some of the things you didn't expect to see necessarily, like the fact that it was this full-on sequel to Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that, you know, like, Kim Kim being there all along and being alive and, you know, all of that, I think, uh, ended up being more important. And it's it's cool that they could acknowledge that fact and didn't put so much self-importance onto Breaking Bad that they felt like they needed to deliver on some, like, massive Walt and Jesse fest. Like, you get a couple of scenes in these last few episodes of Walt and Jesse, but it's not just like, oh, we're back back in Breaking Bad and we get to, you know, tell more stories in that world. No, they want to tell a Saul story, and they do it. And it was very good. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. I do like, I mean, on the other hand, as far as characters from Breaking Bad go, I do really love the, the journey we went on with uh, like Gus and Mike and getting to, to know them better because mm-hmm. you just don't really get to know them in the original, in, in Breaking Bad. But there's just so much more to them that is uh, intriguing. And I felt it was a good part of the show. And, uh, of course, all the other newer characters they introduced were fantastic, like Nacho and Kim. Nacho, man. And Nacho. Chuck. R.I.P. <laughs> Chuck's a really interesting one, because I feel like, I like Michael McKeon is amazing. Yeah. And I think the character was good. But I also don't necessarily feel like the show became great and didn't necessarily know what it was until Chuck exited. You know? Oh, yeah. But I that's, feel like... That was a defining that, moment, though. I would yeah, say, I is mean, that not indicative of, like, Saul as a character? Like, and and just who... Like, he wasn't able to break out of his shell until his brother until was no longer there, gone, you know? Like, yeah. he was stuck in this, like, persona that he wasn't. Like, he is not that. You know, because he was always trying to like get his brother's trying approval, to live up to Chuck's expectations. Yeah, you know? and and then to to just finally come to the realization that like you don't need Chuck, and mm-hmm. he's holding you down, and he's not just holding you down; he's holding you underwater. He's drowning you. Like, yeah. and to be able to break free from that and then become yourself, like, yeah, I mean, that's tragic of a tragic element of a story, but incredible nonetheless yeah that i like i liked uh i did like seeing a lot of gus i think i still would like to see more of gus i want to like i was throwing in our our chat my idea for doing like a a gus 
pre getting wrapped up into the Mexican cartels would would be interesting for me just because I like the character, but also like uh, seeing Mike, um, actually seeing Mike in Breaking Bad going through this Breaking Bad rewatch that I'm in and how like t- tuned out and desensitized he is to everything that he sees and does in comparison to how he was in Better Call Saul is super interesting too. Um, yeah, just a lot of, there's a lot of really good stuff going on. Seeing, seeing Odenkirk like flesh out that character more. It, I, I mentioned it in our chat too. I'm just going to keep going referencing those things, but, uh, just how he, he felt like in Better Call Saul, like he had a better grasp of the character in general and how in Breaking Bad, Saul is so over the top. And maybe that's like a sign of it too, a sign of just that development of the character because, you know, he becomes purely over the top. Like even in Better Call Saul, you see him in his mansion and shit. And like, I mean, his crazy ass house that he has and, you know, his bathroom covered in gold and murals and everything like it's, yeah. What a Well, and I think they made it so satisfying for why he gets there and just, like, the idea of, like, all of that shit was covering up the pain of, like, losing Kim and, like, coping with the fact that he is the reason Howard died and just so much of... They're, like, yeah. there's a lot there for why Saul is the way Saul is, and that's a, a lot of the reason why I think I'm happy that the show exists even if i didn't really want it in the first place that, i think yeah that mid-season finale was pretty awesome too like i i knew howard was gonna go out in some way but i did not see that coming and that was that was a wild ride <laughs> yeah that was that was an audible oh shit moment like yes. i think i was like oh shit like i cannot fucking believe that just happened but Which i believe it like i, I thought was really impressive too. Cause I kind of feel like most of the time the show is stringing you along purposely in a certain direction. Like you kind of know where things are going a lot of times, which it, it's not a fault of the show. It's just how it's designed. And like, it's, well, no, it's, it's good storytelling in general. Like it's just yeah. an element of good storytelling when the story can usher you along a path that you can follow, but it's still able to throw curveballs at you that yeah. continue to propel you down that pathway. Like that's just great storytelling. Well, and the, the whole like the whole series has that with all of the new characters, right? And, yeah. and kind of like you know, I don't know if you guys both saw a Hot Tub Time Machine, but the whole gag behind how does Crispin Glover lose his arm? Uh, that kind of is recurring throughout the entire movie. You have that with like four different characters in Breaking Bad. Where does Kim go? Where does Nacho go? Where's Chuck gonna go? Where's uh, Where's Howard gonna go? And I feel like you, the like you could have said, oh, they obviously all are gonna die, but we didn't really know that. And I think where they ended up with everyone worked out very well. And I'm so happy that Kim didn't die yeah i didn't want her to like i I think and i think uh you know she has a very good arc even to the very end of like why she does the things that she does including confessing to howard's death and, and all that stuff to his you know uh widow but 
Um, I think one of the real strengths of the show is the fact that they got you to care about those people that weren't in Breaking Bad. And then to kind of string you along into what's going to happen to these guys. Because I know something's going to happen that they're not present in this Breaking Bad story. I just mm-hmm. don't know what it is. And, uh, and the fact that that never becomes tired or like you're not just like fuck it like it doesn't matter who who, who cares they're not there like it they're very much a, a central feature of the show because mike and gus and saul are all gonna be there and you know who they're gonna be and you know what they're gonna get to um but they 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 really made a great supporting cast of people that they could really do new and fresh things with. And I, I very much appreciated that about the show. And how awesome is Tony Dalton as Lalo Salamanca? <laughs> Tony Dalton is great. That dude, man, what a what scary a, what, dude. Some fucking serious acting chops on that guy. Cause like just, he goes from this like super likable dude into this like fucking maniac and I, yeah, I mean, he just, he just nails that performance. Like mm-hmm. I, my only, yeah, I have a bit of a gripe with the fact that, I mean, yeah, ultimately he ends up getting outsmarted somewhat, but not for the most it's part, I feel like he's always scene. right. He's like always on top of everything and it to like almost to an annoying degree, like the shit that he gets away with and gets out of is fucking hard to believe compared to, I feel like most of the other, the rest of the show is more believable than the stuff that he pulls off that, but yes, he, his, his character is pretty ridiculous. Like, but I mean, he is, he's charming and then scary two seconds later. He, he's a criminal mastermind. You know, like he, well, he's like, and- he understands like the mindset, you know, it's like when he goes to that one, um, I can't even remember exactly what happens because my recollection is always terrible, but like he, he goes, he goes to that one spot where there's like a hidden, hidden room or whatever. And he's like, Oh, I have one of those too. Like talking about his like hidden hallway under the house to go like it's in the tub or whatever it was like just he knows like he just like he had he knows everything because he like he's part of it he's part of that world like well and i like i almost like to think of him more in uh like a dnd term of like lalo is very much the chaotic evil and Gus is very much the lawful evil and kind of the the way that they play off of each other and the fact that he's just rolling fucking crits the entire time I think it's kind of funny like it, it kind of it, om- it almost works very well until it doesn't because Gus ultimately finds a way to have the upper hand on him yeah Um, I think I didn't love the way that some of that wrapped up. I I can agree with you on that because even the way that Gus gets the upper hand on him, it's not, it feels a little bit Joker in the dark night of like, did the Joker really plan all of this out? How could he have Mm -hmm. possibly planned it out? 
you know but i but i think that that's kind of part thing. of like the criminal mastermind is like you're making the universe work to your advantage like you like he knew how to get lalo to do those things you know like maybe he knew, it's it's just it's like master manipulator like master criminal like it's just some of the most bending of uh the this is it is the most intense suspension of disbelief that you can get like they're really stretching the the fabric of reality and so and and it makes a fun and good story which is what ultimately makes me kind of like all right whatever i'm just gonna enjoy what they're putting in front of my face but there's the when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it i can't I can't begrudge Brian's thoughts of like, we're stretching the credulity. There's a hundred other ways Lalo could have died, you know, for sure. Leading up to that moment. Mm -hmm. What's even more dumb is that like all they had for Lalo was that line that Saul gives Jesse and, and, uh, and Walt in the desert where he says something like, did Lalo send you? It was Ignacio, that kind of thing. Yeah. Lalo was invented because they were like, Saul said Lalo there. We should bring him into the show at some point. That's right. the it, only it's reason. Like, that- it's like a total throwaway line. And then all of a sudden, yes. like they've, they've built an entire fucking series around this one character. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, I didn't catch n- that part. It. It's just not, not the only reason I know is because they do really really great podcasts. They they are one of the like best behind the scenes podcasts because they always get all of the people involved, hmm. actors included, Interesting. editors, set design, like there's so much good stuff in the Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul Insider podcast that's just like you get to hear the thought process behind so much of the design of the show down to like costuming and it's all fascinating because they're all the best people and it makes you realize this is how these shows are so fucking good that's, it's yeah, because that's, they surround themselves with amazing people and on top of that if anything it shows just the enthusiasm that everybody involved had about it yep to to want to have to sh- to want to share that information you know for sure yeah no it's it's great i i i think it, if you're doing a rewatch go and listen to those podcast episodes. Like it, I've wanted to go back. Cause I think I came into it close to the end of breaking bad. And yeah. there's so much of it that I didn't listen to that. I would, I would love mm. to go back to the beginning, but, um, cool. Yeah. There's some really good shit in that podcast. So right on. Well, that's it for the side quest. I think probably. Yeah. It's not overstay or welcome. We could talk about this for hours, probably. Yeah. Just so sitting true. here gushing over Bob Odenkirk. So, anyways, yeah, thanks for joining us on this side quest, everybody. Hopefully, you get a chance to watch Better Call Saul if you haven't, and Breaking Bad, and El Camino, and, uh, you know, write to us. Let us know what you think about the series. And uh, let us know what you think about our new format, sort of. Uh, I'm sure you'll get a better idea of it once we go through a couple of the other different segments that we have planned out. Um, But yeah, definitely write in or hit us up on social media or just join the Patreon and talk to us in our Discord. Yep. That's also an option. We want to hear from you. So anyways, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We will see you next time. Peace.